step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Chuck Kelly about his Minneapolis-based agency, Preston Kelly. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Thanks for having me, Tim. So, Chuck, Preston Kelly has been around what seems like forever. When were you guys founded? <laughs> well, it is, it's been a long time in uh, advertising age world. The agency itself has been around for 66 years, but we've, uh, we've sort of changed ourselves, reincarnated ourselves eight years ago when we changed our name from Kirker to Preston Kelly. And what brought on that name change? Yeah, uh, several things. One is that uh, we were moving to northeast Minneapolis, and it was uh, brought us a whole lot of changes and a whole lot of things that we wanted to do differently as from a business standpoint and as far as the attitude we had with the business. So we asked, uh, we asked our clients, we asked people who work here, we asked consultants, you know, what about changing our name? And they said that uh, if we change the name from Kirker, who uh, was named after Dick Kirker, who had been out of the agency for 20, more, 20 plus years. If we changed it to our names, would, uh, would that work? And uh, everyone we talked to said yes, because it shows you have great confidence in the future of the agency, and you had great confidence in uh, what you guys could achieve. So go for it. And the, uh, the order of Preston Kelly was sort of uh, required, because if you do a search on Kelly Preston, all of a sudden, you find page after page after page of uh, information on John Travolta's wife. <laughs> Got it. And you didn't want to compete with that? No, I th we thought that uh, she might have an, an advantage on the two of us. <laughs> you got it. So you are the Kelly. Tell us a little bit about Preston. Um, well, I'll tell you as little as possible. No, that's not. <laughs> we've, we've been partners for 16 years, and it's a great partnership. And Chris is uh, the person who leads all of our creative efforts. Uh, he's a, uh, he has a wonderful uh, creative sense and understands what I really truly respect, and I respect many things that Chris does, but he always uh, approaches a creative solution based on insights, and he's, he wants to make sure that, it, uh, that the creative connects and the creative and the creative re, uh, resonates. So he's he makes sure that uh, everyone in the department and everyone that works um, here at Preston Kelly is we're always looking for insights and insights that can uh, turn into a great creative. He's and he's also um, he's a great guy. And the third thing about him that you should know is that he is um, he's probably one of the most persuasive creative presenters that I've ever been around. So he's, he's, a, he's a great person to be with as a business partner. So Chris does creative. What, uh, what is your role? <laughs> I do a little of this and a little of that, but primarily my responsibilities on a day-to-day -day basis include um, making sure that our client relationships are running the way we want them and, most importantly, the way our clients want them to be running. The second thing is I'm responsible for new business at the agency. So when we're, when we're in the process of uh, looking for new clients or they're, they're looking uh, for us, we want to make sure that uh, 
we do everything in a timely, responsible, responsive, and as smart as we can be. Uh, the third thing is um, that I'm responsible for as the business part of, of our business, the financial end of it, to make sure that we're uh, doing things uh, that are financially astute. It sounds like you guys have really uh, complementary skill sets. Yeah, we really do, and and I, you know, it's a uh, as I said, it's 16 years uh, that we've been together, and it feels it, it's one that, that uh, it's a little clicheish, but there are some things I think there are some partnerships that were that were made to be, and this is one of them. And interestingly, we didn't know each other until we were interviewing for a new creative director job, and Chris expressed some interest, and uh, and we we met at that that at that time for the first time. Man, that's great. How big is your team today? We have about 45 people at Preston Kelly. Very impressive. Why did you get into the advertising field? <laughs> that's a, You know, I ask myself that every once in a while as well. <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't by design. I can't say that in, when I had a, some kind of a, 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 of a dream one night that said, you must go to advertising or get into advertising. Uh, it came, uh, I stumbled into it, and I have a journalism and English background, and one day a recruiter, um, I was in, still in uh, just finishing grad school, and the recruiter came and said, there's an opportunity for you if you're interested in being a copywriter at an agency in Minneapolis. It was a small agency, no longer in business, and I thought, I got nothing to lose. I, I, you know, I don't know much about the advertising business. I want to try it. You know, it's a, it'll be good for my uh, portfolio someday in in my life, and I gave it a try. I found that uh, probably the creative side uh, I gave me a great appreciation for the the difficulty of coming up with great ideas, but it probably wasn't my strong suit. Uh, whereas strategy was, client relationships, why you know was a better fit for me, and I uh, I changed from the creative side to the uh, to the account side. And um, found it to be, a, as I said, a, a good match, and I've, I've I've enjoyed it ever since. Sounds like you really um, kind of recognized or learned your strengths and and started to leverage them. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that's you know I, I think that's one one of the things that uh, was a little bit difficult. You know, you you look into the mirror and you go, you know, this path is of uh, you know of, of working with clients and working on the strategic side is probably where you're better suited and uh, it but I you know I didn't not enjoy the creative side but uh, sometimes you got to look at reality and accept the fate so what kind of work does Preston Kelly do in the way we would we classify ourselves as an integrated agency and today if um, if you walk into our our offices and for those of you that know Minneapolis we're in northeast Minneapolis just over the Hennepin uh, Avenue bridge and what the kind of work we do is um, it's full service. We have a full digital group. We have uh, traditional services, strategic services, uh, public relations, uh, media department, and audio production and video production as well. So we're, we believe that it's hard for us to uh, have clients um, and be able to suit what their needs may be if we don't offer a full complement of, of uh, communication services because every client and every brand has a little bit different need. So we need to make sure that we have the best solution for what their branding need may be. Very cool. What's the coolest thing Preston Kelly has ever done? 
<laughs> you know, this is a question, and I, I admit that I had questions. These, some of these questions I knew about beforehand, and this one I've, I thought, wow, that is really, that's really an interesting question. It's a, it's, it's a great question because the coolest thing I, we've ever done, it boils down to maybe one of two different ways to approach the question. One way is that the best thing we've ever done, I always felt, you know, from my own personal perspective in the business was when Chris and I became partners in the business. I think it's it's given us opportunities. It's been a good business decision and it's allowed our clients to have, a, you know, I think a good team that works together well. But then when you come of something that, that we have done and that we're very proud of, I think one thing that uh, I, we we are continually proud of is that about nine years ago, we began working with health partners. And at the time, everybody's advertising and everybody's brand, more importantly, was pretty much confused. And the research showed that no one knew one, one brand's uh, advertising from another in the insurance plan marketplace in the, in the greater Twin Cities area. And uh, over, over a four or five year period, we were able to create clear differentiation with a campaign that was distinct and made uh, the health partners people proud as well as distinguishing itself in the marketplace. I'm, I'm proud that we could come in and take a brand that had been in the marketplace, been established, and give it new vitality, give it new energy, and a new perspective on life. And it's, and it's sort of awoken the marketplace that's a new day in healthcare marketing, and everybody has to play a little bit harder. That's great. What do you think about your strategy for health partners made it so successful? You know, it's one of the things that we talk about is everybody looked the same. You know, if you if and you still see it too many places today. In my opinion, when it comes to healthcare marketing, if you go on a site, you on a website, or if you see advertising. Many times you're going to see smiling doctors, or if you don't see smiling doctors, you're going to see smiling patients, or maybe it's a combination of smiling doctors with smiling patients. So we wanted to make sure that we had a look and feel that was uh, totally uh, unique to, to health partners. So that was part of it. But the other part of it, it had to have a message that was that resonated with consumers as well. And our message was, uh, we learned from research and talking to a lot of different uh, consumers that everybody was frustrated with the complexity of their healthcare insurance, how difficult it is, how laborious it is, how tough it is to get an appointment, uh, and if we could just make it simple. So that was the approach we took as the leading with that, you know, healthy can be simple. So it it was a way of uh, saying that yeah it doesn't have to be like it always has been. Give health partners a try because you know we'll make it easier for you, and we did it by uh, with a distinguished look and feel. That's great. You got to be willing to be different in order to move forward. So we need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll be talking about what makes Chuck and Preston Kelly successful. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with GeorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness. We are here with Chuck Kelly from Minneapolis-based agency, Preston Kelly. So, Chuck, what... What makes Preston Kelly successful? Well, it would it would be our people. You know, I, I think in the uh, in the agency business, there are a few secrets, and you know that uh, from one agency to another, the thing that uh, that is critical for us and what uh, what what we're very proud of as an agency are our people. We think that uh, you know we have people that are very dedicated and committed to the business. Um, who are make it their passion to be uh, ongoing, uh, never stop learners, who um, have a you know a thirst for learning more and more about clients, brands, and the consumers that use them, and why they do that or why they don't use it. Um, and it's you know I have without hesitation you know when people say you know what makes us successful. There's there's one thing and one thing only, and that's the people that uh, choose to work with us, and uh, we continue to grow with them. How do you guys find good people? That's a great question, and you know, in today's world, I think finding finding great people uh, comes from many different sources, uh, and I think that uh, you know we we always try and uh, be on the lookout for when uh, we may not have a an, a position open at the time. But if we see a candidate that we think at the right time and the right place would make a great addition to the agency, we get we're we are begin contact with that with that individual and uh, we try and grow a relationship. So when it becomes time, when the time comes for us and we've grown and added a, at a position that fits this individual, uh, we have somebody in mind, um, and we don't it doesn't start from scratch. They know about us um, and we know about them. And so it feels, um, you know, it feels like we're just continuing a, a dialogue, continuing a conversation instead of starting one. And I think that, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that we have to uh, always be aware of as we look for talented individuals is that they're not going to come up in a three-week three, three week window when you have to, you know, find a person because for whatever reason that may be. Uh, so it's a responsibility to always be alert and and create um, dialogues with those individuals and then at the right time um, have them join your organization. It's great that you're proactive in your recruitment. Do people generally know that uh, they're being recruited? 
Oh, I think yeah, I think yeah. so. You know, I think that I think people are always interested in you know having an idea for what their next step may be as well. They may not be interested in you know in, in moving at the moment, but to know that uh, it's always gratifying when somebody says, "Hey, you're a very talented individual. We'd like to know more about you." Um, you know, people would generally want to know more about the organizations that feels that way about them. So it's it's good to have that dialogue and and uh, and learn more about people, and it's it's just a healthy exercise. Do you head up the charge for for recruitment, or who who does that within your organization? You know what I, I think um, it, it's a it needs to be an, an agency wide kind of an endeavor, and we have well, this is the the receptionist that we have now um, came from the result of a of some of a recommendation by one of our project managers and an account manager, uh, so. And but uh, you know we also have um, our account director came from uh, you know another recommendation from some uh, from a person in our digital group who had um, who knew this individual, so no it, it isn't the responsibility of, of just me or one of us uh, you know we we all want to be working with great people so when any one of us recognizes uh, a person we think would be great to work with at the agency, you know we bring it to one another's attention and uh, can start the dialogue. Perfect. So I want to revisit quickly your comments on Health Partners rebranding and how you mentioned that, you know, you were kind of trying to create the perception that healthcare was simple or create the image of simple healthcare. Can you talk a little bit about how Health Partners business had to change to align with that new message? Yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's a very complicated thing. Uh, but they they tried to make things simple when it came to things such as, you know, some the government and with the Affordable Care Act, there are lots of things that have to be done in a certain way, and no one organization can change that. However, what one organization can do is make it as simple as possible in explaining what has to be done, making it as simple as possible and laying out the steps that have to be taken before the whole process is complete, you know, making it simple as possible uh, for things like going online and making an appointment uh, as opposed to having to call just during business hours, Monday through Friday, eight to five. So, you know, it's, it is taking sometimes simple is like taking the surprise out of the process. Like you do one thing and, oh, that means I have to do another. And that leads to the third thing, and it leads to the fourth thing. If a person understands the process from the beginning, they may not like it all, but at least they understand what they're going to be going through. So we tried to you know, make things understandable, speak uh, as clearly as possible, put it in the proper language. So you know, for different uh, ethnic groups, have the opportunity to be read in, in, a, in the language that they're most familiar with. Do things that uh, you know make it simple for the individual, so they feel that they are at least in somewhat of con- in control of the process, instead of having the process control them. Are you guys helping make recommendations like booking appointments online, that kind of thing? You know, we certainly have done that, and uh, and but I have I have to tell you, and I because we can't be take too much credit here. Just about every healthcare organization knows if they don't have that now, they really need it, and you know, they're one of the things that that consumers tell us is, you know, look at on on a with a bank app, I can go online twenty four seven and always know how much money is is in my account. You know, I want to be able to do the same thing 
if I go on online and, and I want to know if I can make a appointment next Friday for a specialist or, or what can I do? So it's everybody is very much aware of it. Making it happen is uh, a little more complicated. Absolutely. Definitely a challenge. What yeah. do you see as the next big uh, trend in your field? Uh, you know, I... I don't know this if it's a big trend. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a revolutionary trend. Is the way I should phrase that, because it certainly is a big trend. But you know, how how will we be more effective in building brands um, as people? You know, their their lives their lives will be you know almost everything that they have will be in their in their mobile phone. If um, how can we be most effective in using that device? to communicate the information that a consumer needs, wants, should have about a brand, doing it in a timely process, doing it in a way that stands out and, you know, get the right response from the person. I, I think one of the things that gets often gets overlooked is that as we get into technology and the more involved technology becomes and the more fascinating technology becomes, what we often lose sight of is that, yes, Technology is important, and yes, technology makes incredible advancements for how people can use and have devices uh, at their fingertips with inc with incredible amounts of of operating power. But what we have not yet what we have not yet figured out, I don't think, is you know people still are driven by emotion, and they're going to be driven by emotion if they use a phone as as a mobile phone as well so i think one of the things is understanding that device but understanding how it can you can still drive an emotional response for a brand while using it and you have to do that in in kind of a different way than you would say on, in a tv ad or or something else most certainly you know yeah. you, you don't yep you have smaller bites of time oftentimes different uses than uh, you know than a tv ad so yeah it's it's a challenge yeah, the attention span thing is an issue everywhere, but it's it's even more relevant on mobile. Right. It, yeah, it certainly is. So we need to take a break, uh, but when we come back, we will cover TV viewership versus streaming and its impact on advertisers, as well as how to create an app that customers will use. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with George Cast, only on Cranberry Radio. 
Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness. I'm here with Chuck Kelly of Preston Kelly. Our first story today is a report from Adweek that TV viewership is down, but there's a symbiotic relationship between TV and streaming, which keeps it relevant. So, Chuck, have you cut the cord yet? Uh, not entirely. Not entirely? Do you think no. you ever will? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think so. I find myself watching more and more um, streaming content, but at the same time, there are some things that currently you can only get on TV. Uh, that's true. I think it's, you know, I think how program programming and networks and TV networks is going to continue to change and evolve. So, you know, the Amazons and the Netflix and those distributors of um, of content are going to, you know, and Hulu, Hulu's and continue to play uh, huge, huge roles. And I, I can't tell you that I totally understand how it's going to happen, but I know it's it's not going to be the same as it is today. Do you think we'll start to see more ads on, I guess, streaming content? <laughs> yeah, you know, where where there's a possibility, you know, it certainly will be explored, and that's that's a definite possibility. I don't think it can be ignored. Right, exactly. My experience right now is the ads that you see are um, tend to be, I guess, fairly repetitive. So you get you get lots of repetition, not a lot of variety, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, it'll change over time. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that you know, I, I think that it's going to be a difficult thing. It's going to be. It's not going to be difficult. Is this? It's just going to take time to learn how to most effectively use the you know the medium and uh, what will resonate with people who are streaming. Yeah, exactly. So our next story um, by the American Marketing Association's Hal Connick is. Um, how to create apps customers will use. The story outlines 90% of users' mobile time is spent in apps, but getting them to stick with it is still challenging. 23% are downloaded and never used again. Chuck, has uh, Preston Kelly done any mobile app development? You know, we have. I can't tell you that we've done a lot, uh, but we're probably about uh, two or three weeks uh, away from launching uh, an app for one of our uh, clients, and we've done... We've done others previous to that, but you know it's it is one of those things that uh, it's a it, it's a learning process every time we do it. Um, what do you, what do you guys do to drive engagement in mobile apps? It's a great question, and I think our how we drive engagement. One of the things this story mentions is the fact that you you really have to ask users what they want, and I think that's that's what drives engagement. You can't. You can't manufacture engagement. You've got to do something that uh, is will people will want to use, need to use, and find it uh, easy to use. And so I, that's where we try and uh, to drive engagement is by giving people what they really need is a useful tool. Exactly. I think the the overarching point is that people are only going to use apps if they find them useful. Right. Um, yep. So you got to figure out what what they find useful so you can give them more of it. Yeah, it's you know what it's sort of a curious thing because if you're doing an app, or if you're doing um, any just about any form of brand communications, if you don't talk to consumers first and find out what they need, it's you know it's it's a crapshoot. You don't know really what you should be talking about. So it's one of the things as as many things do change. Some of the fundamentals of you know of really great marketing, like listening to your consumers, have not changed. Yeah, exactly. It'll, I think that'll be relevant on any platform we see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So our final story leading into it is uh, Facebook has reached 4 million advertisers, 4 million businesses advertising on Facebook. Do you have any customers advertising on Facebook? We, you know, we do. 
and and it's for depending on the the type of product and the uh, and the the business the brand the the brand itself, we've had some really quite good successes. Do you see any any indication that that number won't continue to grow? You know, at, at this time, no, because it's, it's it's so accessible and it's you know and it's so price effective, price efficient. You know, uh, there's no reason. And if if people continue to get results. Uh, from their advertising on Facebook, which seems to be the case so far, no, it's hard to imagine it won't continue growing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So that's it for this episode of FjordgeCast. Uh, I'm Tim Barsness of web and mobile development company Fjorge. Thank you for being with us today, Chuck. How can people reach you, Chuck? C. Kelly at PrestonKelly.com. And Kelly is spelled K-E-L-L-Y. Perfect. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and very soon on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 